Informed opinions are oftentimes presented here. You're locked in with the Killer Bees on 97.5 and 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Joel Blank and Jeremy Brennan. All right, a few more names I need to sell to you guys to be on Dana Brown's target list ahead of the August 1st Major League Baseball trade deadline. We put together a list here that's, I think, pretty good. We got Eduardo Rodriguez on this list, Carlos Estevez, Estevez, if you want a reliever. A lot of people are probably mad at us that we have Cody Bellinger on this list. I don't think anybody's mad that we have Marcus Stroman on our wish list. Andrew McCutcheon is questionable. Uh, Here are the Cardinals portion of this list. Just a quick yes-no on these. Paul Goldschmidt. 35-year-old right. He's going to be 36 in September, 844 OPS. He makes $26 million next year. Look, I think that this is going to be a long shot. I think there's less than a 1% chance this happens. He would help. It would be a splash. I don't see the Astros spending $44 million on a player first, a pair of first basemen that are both in their late 30s. I want Paul Goldschmidt the player. I don't want Paul Goldschmidt's salary. I is think Jose that, Abreu being traded? No, he's your Paul Goldschmidt and Jose Abreu are going to be your first baseman, your DH, and Jordan Alvarez play left field. Like it's it would help and that, you. And as much would as help we you. all talk about how risky it would be to have Jordan playing left field every day, even the genius that is Jeff Bagwell, who said fifty percent of the time, that's not smart. That's not smart for this team, and the money's not smart for this team. Yeah, the homecoming's a story. The name is a story. The ability is still a story. But I just, I, I, it's not going to happen. He's a highlighter from the, the Woodlands. I, I mean, look, I yes, of course. <laughs> of course Paul Goldschmidt's on we my list. We put Paul Goldschmidt on our, on our wish list? Hell yeah. We're going to put mean, him on the list, even though you know it's not attainable because of the salary. They won't do one, that. Why not? They have almost $20 million to spend under the competitive balance tax. Jim Crane wants to show that he's a spender. Here's your chance to show that you're a spender. You can fit him in the lineup. Yeah. You can be your DH. Jordan can play left. I, and then I just you don't think cut bait will. with Jose Abreu in the offseason? Probably been... not. Probably not. I don't think this is realistic. This point, yeah, it's not realistic. Because at this point, Joe, he's not worth cutting. You're not going to cut. Know, You're but... not going to eat that salary. You, 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 one of them's going to play first. One of them's going to DH. You can rotate them, keep them both fresh. And Jordan Alvarez is your primary left Cool. Over. Let's do it. You, you want him on the list? Hell yeah. You want him on the list? What do you want? This is going to raise a lot of flat. I'm willing to argue it. I'm here. I got time what for it. What are you going with? I don't understand how there's any argument against it. I think it, it. makes like, your It's it makes not your, my money. It makes well, what your you offense give up way to better. get him, and then you got to pay him, and then you got to no, play have, him. You don't have to. I mean, you. the contract is the contract. You're not re-signing him. He makes $26 million next year, rest of this year, obviously. So it's a one-year, three-month deal with Paul Goldschmidt. I don't think he's going to cost a ton of prospects because of his salary and because of his age. But it's it's Saint Louis. He would be the best offensive player next season. He's going to be a part of the reason why they can turn it around. The quickly. Cardinals are like they're they're shopping some dudes. I just think the corner guys are not being shopped. I think Arenado uh, and I think some, Goldschmidt are the reasons why they believe they can turn it back around in another year. There's some I mean, thoughts Contreras they're going to shop both of them. Not good. There's some thoughts they're going to shop both of them. Okay. There's some well, thoughts. then they're going to be pressing the complete reset quickly. Can and, we, do we and, want to put Goldschmidt on this? And that's gonna, something that they've never done before, to be honest. Like they, it's St. Louis. They've never done the full. They always do the half sell. I think it will be a half sell, but Goldschmidt is on the final year of his deal next year. Like he should be part of the Arenado's sell. Arenado's long term, be, right? Yeah, and he's yeah. expensive. See, yep. like if they're doing the half sell, Arenado's who you're keeping, and Goldschmidt who's is who you're trading. Absolutely. And plus, is like Jordan Walker, an everyday left fielder. I think he's better suited for first base. And he's like their super prospect that's tearing the cover off the baseball. The ball well. Yeah, he's really good. I think he's more of a first baseman than a left fielder. Yeah, I would. Uh, Goldschmidt to me is absolutely on the list. I think it's unrealistic, but I'm ready to argue it. I'm yeah, ready to do I it. I think he's not on the list because it's unrealistic. 
Well, I think that's a fair point. Lars Newtbar. What's the time out? Yeah. Is he on the list or not? He's Jeremy? on the list. Okay, there Paul we go. Paul Goldsmith is. Let's do it. We need some sizzle. We need yeah. some clicks. We need some impressions. We need some clickbait. Uh, Lars Newtbar. I can tell you where to go for that. What a ahead. bad name. 20. <laughs> Sounds like a candy bar. <laughs> sounds like a bad candy bar. <laughs> That's the thing. Is like, like it doesn't a, even sound like something that you would want to go to the gas station. And then the dude doesn't fit the name. It's like a European candy. <laughs> it's something you get in Europe. He looks like sure. he should be a, a, a PGA golfer from like. So the yeah, he does. He's massive. He's like, like a, na- yeah, but the name sounds like Lars Newtbar should be playing in a, in a, in a foursome with Retief Goosen <laughs> and somebody. Yeah, and Ernie Els. This guy should be on the uh, on the European tour, right? <laughs> Lars Newtbar. He's trying to. He's making the turn at the Scottish Open. He played for Team Japan in the. He, he was their That's leadoff what I'm hitter. World the baseball classic. What he, yeah. How he looks and how he it's just weird. He's a, yeah, he's their leadoff hitter. Now St. Louis has a lot of outfielders. They want to trade outfielders for like club controllable starting pitching. Lars Newtbar is a name that's rumored that the St. Louis is interested in trading for that. 23 years old. He's very, very young. He's a lefty. Astros have been rumored to be in on a lefty. 259 average, 358 on base, 382 slugging, 740 OPS. Doesn't slug much, but he gets on base a lot. lot. And he hits righties well. It's a guy that has club control through 27. He's 23 years old. The Cardinals are reportedly shopping him. I'm interested in Lars Newtbar. Do you have to give up one of your starters? Do you have to give I'm up curious what they would want. or I'm curious what they higher. would want. I'm, I don't know. I don't know if what I, the Cardinals are going to want. If I have to want. give up Belak or Blanco. Well, no, they're not going to want that. They're not going to want they're Belak. Gonna they're going to want, want France or they're going to want Blanco if, or better. I don't even know if they want France. France is 27, 28 years old. But he's good. Yeah, but he's he better than what they got. He's not like a decorated But they starter. want team control. Decorated prospect. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you could get... I, I wouldn't do it, though. I, I wouldn't, wouldn't give up France this year. He's too valuable this year. Yeah, maybe you can get it for like Spencer Arigetti. Yeah, I I mean, I, a new bar to me would definitely be on my list. He's on my list, too, if you can get him. All right, so let's put him on our list. Miles, how do you say his last name? Michaelis? 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 Michaelis. 34-year-old righty. He's had a bad month, good month, bad month, good start to July. He's been up and down. 423 ERA. $17.5 million next year, seventeen point five in 2025. Bad nope. mustache, too. Yeah, I'm out, on, I'm out on miles. That's a lot of money. And he's been very mediocre. Yeah, I'll, I'll pass. In fact, he's been bad. All right, so he's deleted. We're not going to put him on our list. Jordan Montgomery. Oh, yeah. 37. Put him on the list. Listen, put him on the list right listen, now. Listen, 30-year-old lefty left his last start with a hamstring. He's currently on the injured we'll list. They do think he'll be fine by the yeah, deadline. We'll we'll be 323 fine. ERA, history of being super solid, expiring contract. He's a rental. Oh. Put him on the list. Jake Myers for Jordan Montgomery. Right Let's now. do it. That'd be funny if they did that because they traded Harrison, Harrison Bader. Bader for Jordan Montgomery. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're finding like a worse. Yeah. Oh, worser. Uh, you're finding a lesser Harrison yes. Bader. Yeah. <laughs> that would yeah. be ridiculous if Put they him on did the list that. Right now. All right. I'm cool with Jordan Montgomery on my list, too. In fact, I'd be interested in re-signing him if I could figure uh-huh. out a way to do it. Uh, Jack Flaherty, 27-year-old righty. Final year of his deal. He's on a scoreless inning streak of nearly 13 innings, but he has a 427 ERA. Even after this scoreless inning streak, he has a 427 ERA. Very inconsistent. His high is high. He's got some ability. But his low is very low. Uh, I'm going to say no. He's he's a yes for me, but it's a low yeah. send back. He's a, he's a yes for me, low send back, and he's probably the last guy on our list that I'm calling about. Right. I, I think like if I'm talking to the Cardinals, I want to know more about Montgomery than I do about Flaherty. I'm striking out on a lot of guys before I'm interested in Jack Flaherty, but I think Jack Flaherty helps this rotation. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put him on the list as well. Here are a couple of nationals. Yes, there's a couple of nationals that could be interesting. Uh, I don't know how to say his first name. Yamir Candelario. 
29-year-old switch hitter. He's a corner infielder. Final year of his deal, he hits righties well. 871 OPS this year. This is your Bly Madris upgrade. He's not a starter, but he's a pinch hitter against righties, off the bench, maybe a DH option against righties, first base, third base interest, or insurance. This is a guy for me that's very low on my list, but he helps your team if he's replacing Bly Madris. He's 29, but he's a rental. He's in the final year of his deal. I was going to say if he was younger, the Nats would try to maybe make an effort to resign him. I think he's going to be cheap. I don't think he's going to cost a whole lot. I mean, I'd explore it. I mean, if it's just an insurance policy off the bench, I don't think you should have to give up too much. And if he's better than Bly Madris, then I'm all in for it. He's a Bly Madris upgrade. That's all I want for him. He's not a starter. I'm not giving up a lot for him. If the Nats say come back with a ridiculous offer. He's not a priority on the list, but he's on the list. If if the Nats come back with a ridiculous offer for for Candelario, see you later. I'm not doing business with you. Joe, you've already been outvoted, so. I mean, I'm in. All right, Kyle Finnegan, the last national. Oh, yeah. Local kid from Kingwood High School, the Livable Forest. Went to Texas State, 31-year-old righty, Nats closer. He's controllable through the uh, year 2025. 338 ERA this year, 342 career ERA. Yes. Why do you love Finnegan so much? Because he was awesome when he pitched against the Astros. Like, he had, I think it was two outings. High, like, it was like a high 90s fastball. Like watching him play against the Astros, like, I like this guy. All right. There you go. I didn't well, know that scouting report. I, I didn't know I was going to strike up a fire with Joe George. I, like, I just more emotion was watching him, and I was like, I love this guy. Like he's perfect. Wasn't there someone else from the Nationals that we were more talking about? Emotion we've seen from you in weeks. Patrick Corbin. No, it was no, an, oh god, I, please no. <laughs> I'm kidding. It was a troll. I thought there was a hitter that we were like when they was when it Lane they, Thomas. What's the kid from here that went to like selling insurance and then they called him and now he's having a. a Complete resurrection. Oh, no, what about Corey Dickerson? He was a name we were batting around for a long time earlier in the season as a left fielder. I don't think it was Dickerson. I think it was the guy on the Rockies. But Dickerson was talked about too. Was he? I'm not a big Dickerson guy. He's I don't like, really like Dickerson. He's like a low Rockies. level interest Grucek, for left field. Grucek's wanted, but they had a left fielder too. Maybe it was Dickerson. Maybe I'm confusing the teams. It was Dickerson. Yeah. You're right. When the Astros played him, there was a kid from here. It was. Oh, you're talking about the Nats? Yeah, the Nats. It might have been Finnegan. Finnegan's from Kingwood. Yeah, give me. Huh? I, don't like. it, I don't know if it was. I don't know if he was selling insurance. No, no, no. no. This was a hitter. This was a, an outfielder. He's an outfielder. He's having a really good year for the Nats, and he basically was giving up baseball, and then they called him. And oh, now, is, this, uh, is this Stone Garrett? Yes, it is. Oh, Stone, Stone Garrett. He sounds like he's a country from Sugarland. Wet. Sounds like he should. He really be. does. He sounds or, like a Texas country singer. Or a bad game show host. I don't think he's very good, though. Welcome to Wild Card with Stone Harris. Where you could have a chance to win he's thousand. Got, I thought his name was Garrett. Yeah, Garrett. Whatever. Uh, he's got a 750 OPS this season, six home runs, 260 yeah. average. That's just mid. Yeah, he's it's just a homecoming. Yeah. He's better than Bly Madrid. I mean, he's, but he's right handed. Uh, Corey Jokes is better. So. Oh, he went to George Ranch. There you go. Yeah, uh, this Stone Garrett. Where did he go to college? Did he play? Oh, he didn't go to college, did he? He went well, straight he to the right Big yeah. Well, he went straight to the Miami Miami's. Marlins system. Who? So do you, you want Corey Dickerson and his 636 OPS? No, I don't. That's I why just, he's not on my list. Yeah, no, I just we had talked about him earlier in the season, so that's why really? I was throwing him out. Yeah, just when a little bit. When they played him, I think it was when they played him. And yeah. They're like, oh, this guy could be a left-handed option off the bench. What is he hitting against righties? Six thirty-six OPS against righties. That's not yeah, nope. fast. No, get get him out of here. How dare you bring up Corey Dickerson? All right, here are a couple more. We're done after this. Two more. The Rockies. Randall Grichik, yep, thirty-one-year-old righty, Lamar consolidated, so also a Houston kid, oh, having a good year, exceeding career norms, plays all three positions. He's a rental. Right-handed, not left-handed. That's why he's not high on my priority list, but I'm cool if Randall Gritchick is the bench uh, depth I mean, guy for this team. I've always been a fan of his defensive abilities. I believe that he would be an upgrade at the plate when you use him. I'm. I who think- you? Who are you? Like, 
If you're sending down an outfielder for Grichik, though, who are you sending down? I mean, to me, it's, it's unpopular, but it's Jake. Mm. Okay. I mean, I don't think Jake will be on this team See, at the deadline, so that's why I don't think it's an issue. You know what would be good? Like, okay, I, I don't think that Jake Myers is giving you Jordan Montgomery, especially with the St. Louis Cardinals, like, outfield depth. But if Jake Myers got you a number four, number five starter, a la the Jordan Montgomery Harrison Bader trade from a year ago, and then you make a Gritchick trade to now where he's your backup outfielder, that's where it makes sense to me. Where you make two minor moves, Jake Myers is for a back of the rotation starting pitcher, and then you're trading, you know, prospects we've never heard of for a Randall Gritchick. I like that. That sounds like a good plan to me. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Sounds like a good plan to all of us. So we're getting on Gritchick, and then the final one, the final one is the guy who broke Jose Altuve's thumb. Daniel oh, Bard, thirty-eight years old. He's got a one seventy-six ERA. He had a one seventy-nine ERA last year. Now he is on the books for nine and a half million dollars next year, and he does walk quite a bit. But a dude who's had a sub two ERA the last two seasons. If Jose Altuve tells me it's fine, oh, fine. I want Daniel Bard in this bullpen. I'm in. That's I'm a in. good name. All in. He had to resurrect his career. Remember, he was a Red Sox, and then he, he yeah. just couldn't put it together and throw strikes. It's the only thing. It's just it was such a disaster there in the World Baseball Classic. I don't think Houston fans will freak out. Could you imagine if the Astros traded for Daniel Bard, the dude that broke Jose Altuve's uh, thumb, and Cody Bellinger, who yeah. oh, <laughs> yeah. he hates? That's going to be on our killer B wish list. They're going to yeah. hate us. They already do. They're going to hate us. Everybody's going to hate yeah, us. I'm definitely in on Bard because Bard. It's a great story too. Like he went to high school coaching, and then he was throwing BP, and they realized he was still throwing near a hundred. Yeah, and then in, in no time at all, he was on the Rockies and mowing guys down. Yeah, with that kind of fastball and the the, the law firm behind him in the in the pitching. Yeah. Department here, yeah. I'm and you in. need arms in the bullpen. You need yeah. arms in the bullpen in the playoffs. And if you can't count on Montero, you got another plus plus fastball the recipe. to bring in. Bring me the guy that broke out Tuve's thumb. Bring him in. Position, <laughs> bring him into Houston. Look at it. Look at the Killer Bees creating content. We just put together a Killer Bee trade candidate wish list. I'll put it together. I'll send you all the list. Screw your Mount Rushmore. Look at us. Too. Yeah, we don't need Mount Rushmore. No. Killer Bees create content Silly. on the regular. Best right. 34 in city <laughs> history. Stop. 713-780-ESP and HRP listener line. Uh, Luis Ariz is batting in the replay of the All-Star. He's so electric. 713-780-3776. Uh, rule changes in baseball. Rule changes in the NBA. Are these rule changes good for their sports? It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. ESPN 97.5.com. One of these guys cheats at fishing. We got weights and fish. There we go. Broadcasting live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, deep inside the secret bee cave, it's Joel Blank and Jeremy Brenham. Secret uh, BK. That's where we create all the content. We create a lot of the content of this station. You ain't lying. Just saying. Uh, there's rule changes being discussed. Some have been adopted. Uh, the NBA already adopted two rule changes for next year. They're going to do this little fine for charges, which is... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. It's how do you feel free about throw, this? And the team that did the flop—it's basically a technical. It's not foul. a turnover. Yeah, it's just a technical. It's like a technical foul, except you don't get booked for a technical foul because if you do it twice in a game, you're not ejected. But if you get called for the flop, I'm going to call it a technical. The other team gets a free throw. Do you like this? I mean, it's an attempt again to try and curtail the amount of acting and flopping that goes on. Yeah. But is it a better solution than the fines that they really didn't care about previously? Probably not. It's probably not impactful enough, but it is a point. Yeah. 
I always analytically felt, people care about points per possession. So if it's a point, maybe it means more. I've always felt that the way to get charges out of the game is you don't call charges. Like, don't do it. Like, don't be fooled. Like, be be for sure that there's contact there. Like, if, if it means that nine calls aren't called because you're not sure, I'd rather live with that than one flop called in the whole, like, of those ten call samples. What I like is... Just stop calling them. As it relates to the charges, because flops happen on the perimeter and other times, too. But what I like is now part of this rule that they adapted is and adopted is the fact that in the course of reviewing a block charge, if they see the flop, they can make that part of the call. So now, if a Chris Paul looks like he got hit by a sniper and on replay when they go to it, on a block charge, they realize he wasn't even touched. You can tag him with the one free throw for the other team and still make the block charge call. Yeah. That I do like. Like, why do they call flops? Why Why do players flop? I mean, players flop because they get the they calls. They get the ball, and they get the ball. And they get the ball, and they get the calls. So, like, if the officials just stop falling for it, like, what is a flop? Like, you see a guy flailing around, but you didn't see contact. You just saw the flail. Just stop calling that. It's just not so easy to define as just on a block charge or a flop. The block like charge that. is hard. Yeah. It's because, really hard. And also, when you get guys in the lane, so many guys have that now where the, as part of their game, if anybody, if there's a flailing hand anywhere in the, in the vicinity, they act like they got poked in yeah. the eye, they got hit in the side of the head. And then in replay, you look at it, and they were six inches away from the dude's dome. But the officials calling the the action, like the officials calling the flailing, like that's what the officials seeing that's leading to the foul. Don't do that. Just call a foul when you see a foul. Stop falling for the flopping around. Now, uh, if now let me ask you this: based on what the the rules, even what the rule was previously, if you throw your, if you go to the challenge, you call the timeout, you call a challenge. Yeah. Now, when you go and and they find out that the guy flopped. Then do you retain your challenge? Well, the other part of this rule is a second coach's challenge right. if the first one is successful. So I would guess so. Okay. Because now that's a success, right? I, I guess it I is. I think that's a success. Okay. Because it's not a turnover per se, but it is a point. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that'll be defined more, but I would consider that a success. Like, if they didn't have a flop on the floor and then they challenge, hey, he flopped, and then like, yeah, you're right, he was a flop. That's a success. Then it challenge. has to be. Yeah. That way it has to be. Yeah, I like the second challenge. The first one is successful. That seems like a no-brainer. Like, I'm fine with that. The in-game flopping penalty, like to me, if you're a referee, just stop falling for it. Just make sure that there's contact. I just remember even the Scola used to get the letters in his locker. But, you know, everybody ha- has been through it where a lot of, especially because it's it's so prevalent in Europe, that when you see guys come to the league, it's just Ginobili did it all the time, too. I mean, you talk about guys, Chris Paul's a master at it. But now more and more as these younger players are coming up and they're developing their skills, part of what they're developing is a great way to have a head snap that looks like you got popped in the bean. Yeah. I, I want to see more of this charging thing. I don't like it. I feel like the officials just needed to stop calling the charging. The challenge system, fine. You win the first one. You should keep another challenge. And and, and it's also the timeouts involved. Yeah. Like the first time, if you were right and you get your, t- your second challenge and you also get the timeout back the second time because it's later probably in the game, you don't get the timeout back. You just get the the challenge decision. Cool with that. Cool with that rule. How about the Major League Baseball Players Association wants the pitch clock tweaked going into the playoffs? Look, How do you feel I, about this one? I think this is just like, to me, the runner on second base and extra innings. To me, that's fine to get you through a regular season to save a pitching staff. That's fine because whether you win a game or lose a game based on an unearned run that wasn't created by an at-bat, you'll live with it. 
in the playoffs, it's live or die. It could be the difference between you going home or you, you know, moving on. And I think that you let the game on the field define who advances and who stays, who wins, who loses, more so than the gimmicks of what you're trying to do in the regular season. So I think it's completely fair for the Players Association to be pursuing this. I think for Rob Manford to say if it happened today, he probably wouldn't have changed anything. I think it's ridiculous. I think that just the fact that in their minds now, they're conditioned to pitching and hitting a certain way and being in the box will speed things up enough. But I think that let the playoffs settle it on the field. Let them de- let the players decide the outcome. If this is the new norm in Major League Baseball, that you're now playing with a clock, I don't think you should change it in the playoffs. Like The, the rules in the postseason should be the same rules that you use in the regular season. And I don't think Major League but Baseball and Robert Manford... What do you mean? Well, because the runner on second base doesn't happen You're getting playoffs. rid of the gimmicky 10th inning, yeah. but you're still, you're still playing with the pitch clock. But pitch the- clock is very important with the pitcher-batter dynamic right now in 2023 regular season baseball. Look, I think they should get rid of the Manford rule in regular season. I hate the Manford rule. I think I it's too. stupid. I do too. So yeah, I don't like that either. But if you're going to play 162 games, every single team in the in Major League Baseball is using the pitch clock. Why are you changing the rules in the postseason? I don't think you should. Like think whatever your whatever rules you're playing by in the regular season, you should be playing by in the see, postseason. I don't because when we talk about when this rules these rules were first implemented, and we talk about the fact that late in the game, maybe it's a playoff game, not a week week one game, bases loaded, three two count, and either the hitter wasn't ready or the pitcher didn't get to the pitcher, and that's how you're going to decide a playoff game, mm-hmm. I say no. I, I, I think that what they did worked for the regular season and will continue to work for them, but just like the rule that I that they eliminate in the playoffs with the runner on second I think base. It's a much, innings, I think it's a t- completely different rule, though. I, I just I think that you let the pitchers and the hitters do what they need to do in the playoffs because it's so much more important. Well, they can prevent it by adhering to the clock, by not... You know, by looking at the pitcher with eight seconds left, by throwing the pitch before the clock hits zero, like they can avoid those Look, things rather easily. I think the other thing is, is you can do like we talk about in the NBA with an official that won't blow his whistle in the final five seconds. If it's like right up against it, yeah, let it let I, it slide. I, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. Like err on the side of caution. Right. Um, in the NBA in the playoffs, should they adjust the shot clock to thirty seconds? No. How is this different? Because. The, in the NBA during the regular season, they didn't do anything quirky like bigger bases and runners on second base. They still, but they, those things are going to be baseball going forward. Like that, that's like the three point line. Like that's just the way it's it going to be forever. We're not going to put runners on second base in extra innings. I hate the Manford rule. Like I don't have a good argument against that. Like okay. I, I don't, I don't think they should use the Manford rule. I think it's a stupid rule. I think it's a way to save pitching. All of those things. I don't like the Manford rule. Period. It's not uncommon though that we see leagues have different rules and regulation in the regular season and postseason. Mm-hmm. They do in hockey. In hockey, they go to they have a shootout and they go to three on three. The start of overtime. So that's that's basically eliminating the Manford man. That's yeah. like the equivalent of the Manford man. Do they adjust? Yeah, they go back they to adjust? five. They go back to five on five, and they don't have a shootout in hockey. So that's like the, the extended period. That's like the that's that's yeah. the, I guess it's, reflection it's the of the Manford. Of, you're man. not saving your bullpen. You're going for it in in one extra. Period. Yeah, they, they play adjust? one overtime and then they go to a shootout. Where in the playoffs they just go. You play overtime. Remember one year the Hawks played a, a playoff game where they played two games in one. Do you play more minutes or less minutes in the in the periods in the playoffs? You play um, like versus the regular season. Twenty minutes, right? No, regulation. it's still twenty minutes, but there's only three men on the ice during the regular right, season. Right, so right, typically, right, right. right. But I'm you saying, see a quicker score. But I'm talking about just the regular regulation, not no. not the overtime. Are they adjusting any sort of the minors and majors in terms of the penalties? That I don't. You serve? Uh, there's something. I think it's like when you get a penalty, you add them into the ice. But I'm in just. The, 
regular season. Oh, the other the team that didn't commit the penalty gets an extra guy on the it's ice. Like, since it's only three on three. That's a power you, play. You don't go down to three to two. You go to four to three, I think is how it works. But baseball now is a clock sport. It's never been in the history of the, of yeah. the sport. It is now a clocked sport. We have the pitch count, 20 seconds, 15 seconds. We have the batter that has to be looking at the pitcher with eight seconds left. No other sport adjusts its clock in the playoffs. Like, no one adjusts the shot clock. Football doesn't adjust the play clock. Like, this is the play clock for Major League Baseball. This is the shot clock now for Major League Baseball. It's weird because it's the first year of this, but this is the direction forever of Major League Baseball. I, I'm just going to stand on what I what I think is, is as long as you're still getting rid of runner on second base type stuff, then allow the players to decide the game. And, and, and again, maybe it's just you still have it, but you're a little looser with how you enforce it because umpires have been a little overzealous in trying to enforce it. Don't let an umpired time call affect or decide a game. Let the players on the field do that. But you would, you would, but a shot clock violation you have to call? Yeah, but there's, there's no shot clock difference between regular season and playoffs. Which is what I'm saying. There shouldn't be a shot clock difference in Major League Baseball between the regular season and the playoffs. But okay, but then but that's the, I go back to the runner on second base thing. That's a regular season thing, not a playoff thing. Yeah, but that's also like if the NBA played two minutes in overtime in the regular season, and then they played five minutes like, in the playoffs. Like for example, the NBA has batter on the idea of going to this the Elam ending that they use in the All Star game. They've talked about using that for overtime, to where it's like just you play to a certain number, and then that would go away in the postseason. That would be an equivalent to it. So it's like, that's where, that to me is where it's different. Like, I'm fine with the man for man going away. I agree. I don't think they should get rid of the pitch clock. The pitch clock is the, the Major League Baseball think, version of the shot clock. I think you should keep it clock. as is. And play clock. Yeah. It's the, it's the exact same. And also, because like, does it really, like, does it benefit your guys? Like, there is a realistic, if you give Fromber Valdez an extra three that's seconds. That's a great point. Like, it's going to, like, they're going to use it, but like, does that make sense? Because like, they're going to change their routine. Well, exactly. And the other thing is exactly. it's still national TV, and so then that's why basically to speed up the games and also with TV in mind, it's still in play. I just, I'm in the minority here with you guys, but I believe that I don't want a game that could possibly be def- decided by a BS call by an umpire on a clock but as it opposed be to wrong. a hit, an error, a catch, an out. Yeah, but it's the same as getting a shot off late, like with the shot clock or the game clock. Like the the one pitch clock guy that we've talked about a lot is Alec Manoa. Like Alec Manoa, we do, we think is a pitch clock casualty. casualty, right? Like he's not in shape. He likes time between pitches. Now all of a sudden, the playoffs, the rules are going to change. Like it makes Alec Manoa better. It gives them an advantage. Like if you're playing by these rules, you got to continue playing by the. I don't think that Manfred's going to go for it either because it's kind of his baby. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN, the HRP listener line. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. See what the will of bits has in store for us. See what Joe George has in store for us when we come back. Killer bees, ESPN ninety seven five and ESPN ninety two five. We're ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Not the home of the Houston Texans. Not sure they even like us. It's the Wheel of Bits on the Killer Bees. Kibbles and bits, kibbles and bits. I'm going to get me some kibbles and bits. Who knows the bits the bees will begrudgingly bite? Well, let's find out. It's time to raid the call. Here's Joel and Jeremy. And Joe. Mm-hmm. What did S2D2 say? S2. It's time to grade the call. Well, I don't think that's what he said. Yeah, he did. <laughs> that's what it did said. He? Yeah. That was very quick. Did he pause at all? No, he, he talks fast. I must have missed a couple of words. What did you think he said? All I heard was the call. And, like, there was no gap between the call. I must have just missed the grade. 
All right. So what did he <laughs> he said, grade the call. This is something we used to do before uh, Brendan stopped letting us do this. That's right. He took away all the fun of the Killer Bees. So we sat daily basis. and got Joe George, who brought fractionally back some of that fun. Yeah. Joe's the fun police. Fractionally some of that fun Fractionally. Back. Fractionally. <laughs> all right. So what are we grading here? All right. So we got two calls. We're going to grade. One's an actual phone call. Uh, but first, we're going to start with a, a play-by-play call. A phone call? Yeah. We're going to go out to uh, the MLS. Soccer Matters, Thursday night, 7 to 9. I used to be the voice of the Dynamo. I know you were when I was, we were at uh, the flagship. I was a uh, play-by-play voice of the city once upon a time. Yeah. Charlie Baseball Blue. Press. So, he was voice of the He got the play-by-play of the year? Well, he got play-by-play of the Dynamo. That's right. Didn't get play-by-play of the year oh, in the city. Boy. So we're going to we're gonna grade an, uh, an MLS call as right. our first one. Okay. Vargas in the area, still with it on the right side, stepping over, sending it back for Lindsay. Lindsay sends it back into the area for Svidersky. One touch, he scores! <laughs> Another one for Svidersky! <laughs> and that one was more impressive than the first! Oh my goodness. Uh, Elmo's a broadcaster? See, I read this headline, but I didn't click it. Because it, Mickey Mouse was trending. Yeah, it I, does. It is very Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is like Cody's laugh. In that, is it the promo that oh, the one we use? Can we can we get a side by side comparison? Yeah, of Cody's this call laugh. And Cody's and this laugh. Call? I don't have. That, oh man, but I don't know I thought why it's in you the system, don't. Cody's laugh. I don't know why you don't have that as a drop. Yeah. See, fractionally fun. I think Andrew <laughs> uses it all the time. Uh, does he really? Yeah. Andrew, find it. Andrew's out there. Um, See if Andrew has great. that laugh in the system. How are we grading this call? On entertainment or well, on like well, you know, professional? <laughs> have you ever um, have you ever squeaked on a call? No, I, I've done it. I'm not going to lie. Now I've never. It's only been like one word. It hasn't been like a con- continuation of a squeaky. There's times that like your throat gets caught up or whatever, and you you kind of stop for a second or you yeah. have the, the unplanned pause but i don't think that i've ever squeaked i've i've squeaked on a call before like i got really excited and went up a little bit too high an octave and it caused a little squeak i think i might have been sick that day mm-hmm. and like i tried to get to that octave sure. to that range and I, I squeaked i squeaked i've squeaked before maybe more than once uh but to continue it like to, to con- have yeah, the continuation was... of it ah! that's a, no, that's not that's it. not it. that's not, that's even, not even close, close to it. it oh man um ask andrew please I think it was uh, okay. He left the room. Yeah, are we grading this on entertainment or the professionalism of the call? <laughs> so I think I think from an entertainment value standpoint, it gets a lot of points because it's a ten. People are having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I'll go nine and a half. I give it a ten. A ten. Yeah, I think it's a nine and a half ten on an entertainment scale. I think <laughs> as a broadcaster scale, I think that I. Fear if I'm in the front office, I would fear on a daily basis that at any time my play-by-play announcer could do this. I don't think that they could. Uh, I don't. Back into the area for Svidersky. One touch. He scores. Another one for Svidersky. And that one was more impressive than the first. More impressive. Than the, the fact first. that this was not like technically mastered and and like altered. Try to just try to get up there. Try to get up to bad. that octave. Try to get high like that. Do I have to scream? The first. I can so, do, how I, inside baseball do we want to go here? Inside baseball? Yeah. Yeah, let's go inside baseball. Uh, that's uh, Will Pelagic. He used yeah. to work here. Uh, he used to work here. Good yeah. friend of mine. Yeah. Have you given him a little grief for this? He kind of like is like rolling with it. He loves it. He better. He better yeah. lean into it. Because he's, he's very viral for the first time in his career. And, oh, but, yeah. 
even better than the first one. I thought. I feel like it's it's like almost the Howie Mandel little Bobby where you get. Every time my mommy puts me on the potty, <laughs> I cry. I'm giving it a ten for entertainment. If this was me for doing it, I would be at a one. I, I would, would be ashamed of myself. I would, I would not be pleased. Yeah, with this I would ball. be so embarrassed. Ooh. I mean, he's gone. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you get. I, I can't believe it. You get pretty. You get up there. You get, I, I think, told you, I got, I've always done the little Bobby one. The, all right, good. I'm just going to play the things that say Cody in the system. What would you get it? What would you give that call? Oh, no, 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 that's not it. That's not it. That's pretty good. <laughs> Some of Cody's best work there. But, nope. No. What was that? Sounds <laughs> on a boat that's motoring. It says Cody horse. Cody after Mexican food? El Caballero right there. <laughs> no. Uh, I give it like a... Can you can, can you not find any more? No, that's all that's in the system. I can't Andrew believe said it's it was Sean system. playing it, but I just searched it. It's been it's like in a promo. It's in a promo. Yeah, oh, well, it's, then it was it's, probably it's in audio. the promo where Jake can't count, where he says yeah. what they do in the final thirteen yeah. games. Fifteen it's in that pro. Yeah, it's, yeah, thirteen. Yeah, he said nine and six. Yeah, it's 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 that one. Yeah, find that joke. Great. The call itself is like a one or a two. Andrew found it. He's going to find it. Andrew's it's a, a one hero. or a two. It's a one or a two. Yeah, it's awful. It's pretty bad. <laughs> he got like so if this high. Is, if this is the NBA, the NFL, MLB, or maybe even hockey. <laughs> That's it. There play it again. <laughs> you should put one. that on the end of Will's call. Yeah, see, it's side-by-side comparison. I'm not sure who went higher there. I think Will did. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> The other one's more impressive than the first. I can't even do it. The The other other one's more impressive than the first. first. I can't believe it. My (laughs) grapes are going to fall next week, and I'm going through puberty. (laughs) Is that how Cody sounds? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't believe you know this guy, Joe George. I know him, too. (laughs) Y'all need to text this guy. Let's get him on the air, see how high he can really go. Oh, Joe can do that. I I wonder. He'd love that. I kind of, yeah. I kind of wish he was yeah. going to be on Soccer Matters. That would be a good call. He should be a guest on Soccer Matters. A big Gold Cup match tonight. Big Gold Cup match tonight. Y'all going to be watching? There's no other sports on tonight. You'll have no excuses not Isn't to be watching the U.S. men's national team tonight. You know I have an excuse. They're going oh, up against oh, the, Panama. Oh, the women's team is playing? No. The oh. U.S. men's national team, semifinals, con- the CONCACAF Gold Cup, going up against Panama today. We're not going to be watching the U.S. men's national team? That's a hard no for me. Oh, I'm all in. This is going to be on my television. You. you got something to watch from from first kick to uh, the final the final whistle. Okay. You're not going to watch this. Show, I'll, I'll have it on mute while I watch Vanderpump oh, with point. the wife. Vanderpump or or semifinals of the Gold Cup. I'll, I'll just do how I watch Astros games on mute. Yeah, you had the other. I yeah. lose that battle in my house. Oh, so yep. you okay. had the side television or computer. You have that up on the game, and then you watch the the Vanderpump. The wife wore the pants every day. Yep. Okay. I mean Vanderpump or semifinals of the Gold Cup. It's worth, the, it's worth debating. Yeah, it's, it's worth debating. Uh, since I'm not watching soccer, I mean, I know it's Lisa football. might consider it. I would like to make one suggestion for you, though. Okay. Like rewatching Vanderpump. How many seasons have there been? Like nine? I think so. I would suggest starting on season nine and then going one through eight. Okay. I feel like you need to catch up. Are you really trying to watch with all what's nine going seasons? on? It's just on. We have nothing else to watch. We watched the Bears season two. I don't know. Maybe it is better to go one through nine. That way you can see the history before there's Scandal. Not, it, with, there's not a lot going on right now. It's going to be like that for a while with this writer strike. So that's yeah, true. no. They're and, then now, it's a big and then deal. now the actor strike is coming in like a week. The actor strike? Yeah. 
They're going to so strike. Like everything's going to shut down. Gonna, there's going to be a bunch of reality television. That's why the American Gladiators got like going because there was a big writer strike, and that's what got them off the ground. So reality television is going to be massive with this whole strike. All right, that grade the call. We gave it a ten for entertainment, nine and a half for entertainment, and then the actual call. You said it was a two. One or two. One or two. I think that's fair. You grade the call. 713-780-ESPN-HRP listener line. Blankers wants to talk about men's showers. And I got I got the bird. I do? Yeah, you do. You texted us yesterday. Oh, that's right. Yeah, there you go. I, I got the bird today. I got Uh-oh. a bird. Yeah, I added to my bird count today. What happened? The I didn't details. think you saw me. <laughs> it's the killer bee. Ha, ha, ha. It's the killer bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Hey, right now, before we go to the break, tell you about the good people at Apollo Men's Health. Look, again, Apollo Men's Health has a variety of ways that they can help you get on the right path to having more energy and feeling better on a daily basis. I told you about semi-glutide and how you can lose six pounds a week. I'm telling you right now about getting more energy in your life on a daily basis. Between B12 shots and or the multitude of ways that they have hormone therapy for both men and women, you can get more energy on a daily basis. You can capitalize by being able to go to the gym and get that workout done or maybe take the kids to the playground and still have enough energy left for the rest of your day. All the things you need to get done between the honeydews and the work requirements you, you feel like you get tired, you hit a rut, and you just can't get out of it. Now you can, thanks to the people at Apollo Men's Health. I encourage you to go to their website right now, ApolloMH.com. See all the services they offer. See all the different ways they can help. If a couple of those things you can relate to and think can help you, sign up for your first appointment. It, really, it, it's worth it because they're going to go in and they're going to ask you questions. Tell them where you're lacking. They'll tell you how they can help. In no time at all, you'll be feeling better, having more energy, getting more things accomplished, and really living a better life. It's all about that. It's not about winning a gold medal at this point. It's about living the best life you can, and the people at Apollo Men's Health will help you. With two locations near downtown Houston to better serve you and a new one now in League City, they've got all the different bases covered. You just got to get up to the plate and see the good people at Apollo Men's Health. We're ESPN 97.5 and 92.5, thriving on chaos. I'm here to kill chaos. That's my chaos. The best, most informed sports talk, noon to three. It's the Killer Bees. Joel Blank and Jeremy Brenham, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Nice dispenser. Once not, in a while. I'm not used to him being well, nice. I'm going to say, yeah. I all think right. that's the one he got your name wrong. He got my name wrong in all of them. Hey, Brenham. He says I'm wrong in all of them. Spence doesn't know how to say Branham. He doesn't. But at least we're informed. Doesn't matter if he's not. He's also not informed on that African thing. I haven't heard that one in a while. I guess he learned he was wrong. 3%. I'm a 3%er. Um, Blankers sent Joe and I a text yesterday about the habits of a grown man showering. Do you want to explain? So Dan Orlovsky, who's been on record with some of these kind of takes in the past, and also other weird takes about... Like with, yeah, and also like even things about Stephen A. kills him about he he makes his wife fly coach and he flies coach and then Stephen A. Hamill's on this. This is way different. Hold on, who flies coach there? Uh, Dan Orlovsky says he makes he and his wife fly coach whenever they go anywhere, which I think, yeah, I I think everybody should get that, but Stephen A. And Stephen A. always hammers him on that and says you should put your wife in first class. This is way different. Like, this is... Dan Orlovsky, which is, he's had some different takes about like hygiene and things in the past, but he comes out and says, essentially, when you take it, if you're in the pool and you're in the, and you're in the pool for a good amount of time, how many days does that buy you where you don't have to take a shower? It was a saltwater pool, right? Well, eventually someone asked the question and he said it was a salt, it was salt water, but his answer was two. 
He could go two days without a shower as long as he was swimming in a saltwater pool. And I think to me, saltwater almost makes it worse because of the salt and the and the just. I just well, salt cleans you. It's it's sterile. I know, but it also stays. I don't. I'm going to need to take a shower. I just don't get this. Because my first question before I saw the saltwater thing was like, you're blonde. So if you that's do what the, the first thing you thought. Really? Yeah. Seriously? Because if you're in the if you're in a pool that much, your hair is going to turn green from the chlorine. But it's salt water. But like before, yeah, I, saw I, the salt I see what water you're thing. saying. Because like I had a I had a friend that grew up like. If it, he would shower every day, but he would, we would swim every day, and his hair would always have this like little tint of green by the end of summer. So, were you questioning whether or not he was showering? A little bit. We were younger, so. Huh. So why were you so adamantly against this when I texted this? Because to you guys? the last time we talked about this is because he talked about how many times you clean your towel. Oh yeah, and I call, called Stinky Stump for like a week and a half. Oh, oh yeah, that's why. Yeah, I admire that you brought it up on your own accord. Yes, that yeah, that was kind of you. Um, look, commendable. I, I sweat in Houston this time of year, walking from our building ten feet to my truck. It's oh, so yeah. brutal right like, now. There's no way I could go two days without no showering. I no. shower at minimum and usually maximum. I usually don't shower more than once a day, but once a day, once a day is how often you shower, and I shower. Yeah, I'm I'm a minimum once a day. But if you work if you work out later in the day, or like you said, if you you know later in the day you're out in the yard and you're doing a bunch of stuff, that sure. it could require a second shower. But taking two days off just because you've been in a swimming pool, no, if, no, no. If I've sweated it all for like more than thirty seconds, I'm showering. I don't like the feeling of the of the sweat on you. It's sticky. I don't sleep well at night when I'm sticky. That's the other thing. And, and, and plus, my wife is a stickler for the fact that you know between. The cleanliness with the sheets and the cleanliness of even everything like the couches and everything else. Like yeah. if you're sweating, it's gross. And, and she's right in the fact that if you're sweating, you need to take a shower. I don't care if you sweat and then go in the swimming pool or not. You're still going to need soap. No, it's sheets too. Think about that. Well, I'm like, saying, but you you need to wash yourself off with more than chlorine or salt water. You need to have soap. Where is he sleeping? My like, question to go was going to be two days like, with how, no shower and salt water pool. Where is he sleeping? Like is your Next is his wife? That's brutal. Cleaning the sheets every day. Does she no know? No chance. She's oh, cleaning she the sheets knows. every day. Does she know that he's passing on a shower for two days? She, she does now. Well, yeah, but before <laughs> she did she know? I, because my wife would say, you're not getting into our bed. I think she has to know. I think Joe's right. Yeah, she, there's no way she doesn't know. I think, uh, yeah, I think you have to know. You, you better you, know. You, you, know when you're, you know when your significant other goes to the mm-hmm. bathroom and showers and, you know, the towel situation and all that. You know. You know. How often do you wash the sheets? See, I was going to say that's another question. Ours is almost every, I think, almost every other day. Are you serious? Well, Lisa's always washing really? our sheets. That seems yeah. a lot. Plus, because we have dogs. So if the dogs, oh. at, any, at any point in yeah. time, if the dogs can avert the com- comforter and get right to the sheets, yeah. it's over. Do you have a two-sheet rotation? Yeah. We have a two-sheet yep. rotation. We have two I, pairs of sheets. When I was younger, I didn't have a two-sheet rotation. What a mistake. Yeah, it's a big Like, if you're not it's using it, that's, that's like first-world problems if you only have one sheet. You need a second sheet in your sheet rotation. But yeah. Wait, do you have a top sheet, too? We use... No, I don't think we have a top sheet. Oh, we, no, we definitely don't. definitely use no, we don't have top, a top sheet, sheet and a, and a I don't like, fitted sheet. I don't like sheets, to be honest with you. What? I don't know. I don't like sheets. Why? Because I, it's uncomfortable. It's like an extra layer. I don't like layers. I think it smooths it out and you can cool it out. So do you sleep on the sheet or do you tuck under the sheet? You sleep on the the fitted sheet 
and then you have the top sheet before you have a blanket. Over. Do you go? You sleep under? You sleep in the middle of the sheet? Middle of the sheet. See, that's why I don't like that's the fantastic. top sheet. I don't like the top sheet. There's yeah. too much. I need a good down comforter blanket. That's it. That's all I really? need. Absolutely. I don't like all the extra stuff. I think the texture, Sorry. depending on the blanket you use, I think the texture of the down comforter blanket or whatever is not ideal as opposed to a smooth sheet on top of you and, and underneath our, you. Our blanket has is like sheet-like material. feels okay. great. It's outstanding. I don't want anything else on my body other than that blanket. Plus, you can wash your sheets quickly. I mean, how often are you washing your comforter? Um, Pretty often. As We usually wash the comforter when we wash the sheets. Yeah, I, mean, I usually go to for just same day. Yeah, Every we do Sunday. the same day. It's in the same load. See, now, as the long sheets as are dry you first. have the convenience of a comforter you can wash. Because yeah. if it's a down comforter, for, for sure. you really can't. For yeah, sure. see, we, I just do like every Sunday. It's just like part of my tasks. Yeah. Every Sunday. Every I do Sunday? It. Yeah. We do it probably once every well, it's two the weeks. Bullpen. Or so. We know that because those are Saturdays. I got the bird today. I went, I, went, uh, I went and got my wife an oil change. So I was out a little bit early today. You know, I took the car to the oil change place, did some prep there. And so there's not many people out on the road because I can try to get there before anybody else because it's not a very long whenever you do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm making a right turn, the light's green, and there's a dude making an illegal U-turn. So I let him know that, I, hey, you probably shouldn't do that. Hey, I'm not very, yeah, yeah, let him know. Right. I let him know that, hey, hey, I didn't really appreciate you cutting me off like that. I let him know. And uh, he gave me the bird. He stuck the finger outside oh, of the window. outside more yeah, I demonstrative. Nothing, I, I did nothing wrong. I just let him know that he was in the wrong, didn't appreciate it. Maybe you shouldn't do that going forward. That's all I did. That's all, well, and I got the bird. The horn shot these days. And I got the bird. At least you got the bird not shot. No, the horn... A horn alone can get you. I, a, I felt safe with who I was blowing the horn to that I was not going to get shot. Did he have a? Did he have a uh, hang tag on his rearview? Yeah, it was just a car that wouldn't be carrying. Okay, just played. You know, went with the odds there. It could be wrong. Yeah, you could be wrong. Could have been wrong. I was just playing the odds there. I, I felt like it was an inappropriate bird. I feel like I shouldn't have gotten this bird. I don't You're feel like it should go. Hard for it shouldn't go against my count. Oh, I definitely think you, a bird is a bird. Even if he was in the wrong? Yeah, he still got it. It we, still counts. Last year, we had a bird count between Blankers and I, and yeah. then it kind of got lost in the shuffle because Blankers got so many. Oh, because I did. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't doubt that I was probably leading. Um, I think I have like three or four this year. I don't. I haven't had let's any. Start, let's start from today. Yeah, let's, let's start from today. today. I, have I haven't one. had any in a while, and Branham's already on the board. Uh, I'll, I like I'll, this. I'll have one. Joe, you need to play along, too. All right. What's the wheelhouse opening their show with today? Uh, this is easy. The all-star so game uniforms. Today. So easy today. What do you got, Joe George? Will the Texans' new uniforms be better than the All-Star Game uniforms? This is, no. No. They're Tell leading us. their show with today. You know who's on the Wheaties box? Oh, J.J. and TJ. J.J. Oh, is it TJ too? Yeah. J.J. Yeah. Watt on the Wheaties box leading off the wheelhouse next. It's going to do it for us. Thanks to Joe George for doing all the hard work. He's blank on Branham. Talk to you tomorrow, Houston. The wheelhouse and J.J. Watt's Wheaties next on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. ESPN 975.com Fighter of the Night Man. You're a master of karate and friendship for everyone. Damon!